Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a show that brings you tales of terrifying females from lore, legend, and everything in between. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. This week, we learn of a truly terrifying story involving something that we use every day. Stay tuned for a tale of promises, protective moms, and why you should maybe not accept gifts from your neighbor. Without further ado, let's get down to it. This week's topic is Serial Killer Leonardo Gentuli. Our story brings us to Italy and takes place primarily during the beginning of World War II. Here, we meet a woman named Leonardo, who became more famously known as the soap maker of Correggio. To get the whole story, let's start at the beginning. Leonardo was born in Montella Avellino in April of 1893. Nothing is really known about her young life other than the fact that she attempted suicide twice as a teenager. In 1917, Leonardo married a registry office clerk named Raphael Pensardi, despite her parents' wishes. In fact, they had intended for her to marry another man, and from that moment on, Leonardo was convinced her mother had cursed her for disobeying them. Without her parents' support, the couple decided to move to Raphael's hometown of Loria Potencia in 1921. After living there for several years, Leonardo was apparently arrested and charged with fraud in 1927. When she was finally released, the pair moved to another town, Lacedonia Avellino. There, they experienced more difficulties, and this time not brought on by their own choices. Their house was destroyed in the Irpina earthquake in 1930, and instead of rebuilding, they decided to make their final move to Correggio Reggio Emilia. In this new location, Leonardo opened a shop and finally established a community for herself, being well-liked and respected by her neighbors. While dealing with all of the hardships I mentioned before, Leonardo was also experiencing something else. During her marriage, she became pregnant 17 times. Unfortunately, she had three miscarriages and 10 of her children died in their youth. This left Leonardo and Raphael with four children whom she became extremely protective of for fear they would die too. Her paranoia spiraled even further when she visited a fortune teller that predicted all of her children would die young. Along with this, Leonardo also visited a Romani palm reader who warned her that she saw prison and a criminal asylum in her future. All of this information was overshadowed by more disturbing news. Leonardo's eldest and favorite son, Giuseppe, told his mother in 1939 that he planned to join the Italian army right as they were preparing for World War II. Not paying attention to the palm reader's warning, Leonardo came to the conclusion that she had to save her son. To do this, she thought the best way possible was to make human sacrifices. Now, there has never been a reason uncovered as to why she thought this, but nevertheless, she put her plan into action. 
she eventually took the lives of three of her female neighbors, all of which came to her for some kind of help. The first was Faustina Setti, a lifelong spinster who wanted nothing more than to find a husband. When she told this to Leonardo, the woman had just the solution. She told Faustina that she happened to know the perfect man in the Italian province of Pola and that she would arrange for them to be married. In order to do this, Leonardo told the lonely woman to keep this information to herself and that the best course of action was to write letters to her loved ones now, explaining everything that would be mailed once she was in Pola living her new life. Faustina did as she was asked, and the night before she was to depart, she visited Leonardo. There, Leonardo served her drugged wine, and once she was completely out, attacked her with an axe. Morning, this is where things get pretty graphic. She cut her body up into pieces, collecting her blood in a basin. In a pot, she combined the body parts with seven kilos of caustic soda, an ingredient she bought to make soap with. The parts dissolved, and she was able to dispose of them. As for the blood, Leonardo combined this with flour, sugar, and other ingredients to make tea cakes. These newly created treats were passed out to neighbors, and she and her husband ate them as well. That wasn't all Leonardo gained from killing this innocent woman. Faustina also left her 30,000 lira as pay for her services. Her second victim was Francesca Sovi, a teacher looking for a new job. Leonardo told her she could get her a position at a school for girls in Piancesa. Like the previous murder, Leonardo asked the woman not to tell anyone and to write letters to be mailed once she was settled. Complying, she also visited Leonardo before she was to leave and experienced the same end as Faustina. For her services, Leonardo received 3,000 lira. Lastly, we come to her final victim, a former soprano looking for work named Virginia Cassiopo. Leonardo told her that she knew of a mysterious impresario in Florence who was looking for a secretary. She claimed she would help the woman get this job if she promised not to tell a soul. Just like the other women, she visited Leonardo the night before she was leaving, only to meet her demise. Different than the others, however, was the fact that she didn't completely dissolve in the caustic soda mix. Leonardo decided she could turn what came of Virginia into soap, and this was also handed out to neighbors and friends. She also earned the most amount of items and money from this victim, receiving 50,000 lira, assorted jewelry, and public bonds. Unlike the other two women who assured their family, Virginia's sister was extremely suspicious of her sudden disappearance. She also happened to see Virginia enter Leonardo's home the night she went missing. Fearing that the woman had something to do with this, she told the superintendent of police, who opened an investigation on Leonardo, which eventually resulted in her arrest. I mean, with all the money and items she magically received, 
it was pretty obvious she was involved somehow. The police questioned her, and Leonardo refused to confess. That is, until they began to suspect her son, Giuseppe. To protect her son, Leonardo told them everything and took full responsibility, assuring them Giuseppe had nothing to do with the murders. After this, she was tried for murder in 1946. During the trial, it was reported that Leonardo seemed completely unrepentant on the stand. She even spoke of the copper ladle she used in the killings and claimed she gave it to the war effort. Clearly being unstable, she was found guilty and sentenced to 30 years in prison, as well as three years in a criminal asylum, thus fulfilling the palm reader's prediction. Leonardo would go on to die of cerebral apoplexy while in the asylum in October of 1970. Artifacts from the case, such as the pot she used, are on display at the Criminological Museum in Rome. So, perhaps you should think twice about receiving gifts from your neighbors, especially if they're edible. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover, or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, Follow Malicious Mamas on Instagram. Also, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help to get the show out there, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas. <laughs>